your Lady Black Cats broadcast, your independent Sunderland Ladies podcast. So today we have had, well as of today we have had three games after the mid-season break, one of which was a cup game and two were league games. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no good news to report to you, unfortunately. We've lost every single one of them. Every single one of them. <sighs> How tragic. Sorry. Very tragic. Um, by quite considerable margins in a few of them as well. Yeah. Um, shall we Shall we just get going and just, yeah. just hope for the best? Yeah. Um, so we came back from the season break on the 24th of June. Yes. And we lost 5-1 to Arsenal. Yeah. 5-1. You heard me correctly. Absolutely tragic. (laughs) (laughs) Trashed. We experienced the displeasure of seeing our captain score another two own goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is currently sitting on the same goal count as Beth Mead. Or no, actually. Yes. No, because Beth Mead scored a consolation goal. Yes, which put her on the same goal count. If you read oh. the notes, it said by the end of the game. Okay, sorry. Right, so she's currently on the same goal count as Mead, except for the fact that she scored those goals against us instead of for us. Yeah. Um, so... If it makes us feel any better, we'd still have lost both games that she scored on goals in. I don't think that makes her feel better, but, you know... <laughs> it um, makes me feel a little bit better. So, do you want to take the wheel and talk us through where we went so wrong during these five goals? Um, we played the match that's where we went wrong No, uh, the first two goals were the own goals the first one Arsenal had been on the attack we got it and passed out to Fernie on the wing and she lost it in a dangerous place and it was crossed back in Steph Bannon didn't really have a choice she had to go for the ball because if she didn't Natalia was throwing for a tap in header as well so she had to go for it. And she just hit it wrong and it ended up in the back of the net. Which you're like, alright, it's bad, but you can come back from 1-0 down. Second, <laughs> We can come no, back from 1-0 But most teams can, alright. The second one, almost identical to one, the one that she scored against Liverpool, slid in to get it to try and keep it out. And instead of kicking it anywhere away from the goal, just buried it. Uh, I mean, I mean, at that point, Steph Bannon was lying on the ground, and Rachel Laws just grabbed her arm and pulled her back up and pushed her away. And she was like, "Go and get on with it. It's fine." <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, she was just lying on the ground with her her arms above her head, and Laws just <laughs> just grabbed, grabbed her. her elbow, lifted her up, and was like, "Go. It's fine." It's okay, just go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Third goal. Tori Williams was going up against someone on the wing and she got megged and it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen because if it was me, I'd have just collapsed there and then and quit football (laughs) forever. 
it was such an easy make and it was so sad to see and they passed it through it took a little deflection off Fernie's foot and landed right at Natalia's feet and she just stuck it in the bottom corner very easy I mean you say that it's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened but like to make her feel better <laughs> that Iceland goalkeeper let in okay, a goal through fair. his legs last night that's fair. so yeah I mean you know yeah I'll I'll forgive straight through the legs into the back of the net got knocked out of the Euros and they were always going to go out as soon as they beat us though but through the legs yeah I know through the, well you say as soon as they beat us but you've got to remember I'm from Scotland I didn't even have an involvement with the Euros because my national team's the worst uh, the last time I saw you post something on social media was you watching an England game wearing an England shirt yeah, but then I also w- watched the Welsh game wearing a Welsh shirt. Oh, I or, like, like, I just, like, stick a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. right. Uh, Fourth goal. Another one from Natalia. Absolute rocket. There wasn't much that Lozzie could do. She got it on the edge of the box and just kicked it as hard as she could into the bottom corner and it just got past Lozzie's fingertips. I, uh, there's not much you can do. She probably... If she had a better view on it or something, she could have got down earlier and pushed it out. But at that point, she couldn't have done much. Last goal for Arsenal was from Dominique Jensen, who just got outside the box, blasted it, hit Fernie in the face, who then proceeded to go down because it had hit her so hard in the face. And it just deflected off her face into the top corner. <laughs> and, uh, like... Jensen didn't celebrate because she high-fived someone but was instantly going over to Fernie and was like, are you okay? I know I just scored and we're winning 5-0. Don't really matter. You look a bit dead. <laughs> Fern- I mean, I've never seen someone go down so hard as Fernie did from that ball to the face. It was a bit tragic though that he was just like thwack, side of the know, face, back well, Because she passed it out as well. She was trying to get rid of it and Roach, I think, lost it on the edge of the box and Jensen just got a shot off and just destroyed Fernie. It's just kind of like pin the tail on the donkey, but with the ball on Fernie's head, it's just like who can hit Fernie hardest in the face? Like that it's Chelsea game where Fernie. she had the massive. I know, but it's like that Chelsea game where she had the massive bump on yeah. the top of her head because someone just like smacked their head off her head. I mean, for for having so many injuries to her head she doesn't put her off going for the headers she's so good in the air but she just that one was just a bit unfortunate she didn't she didn't sign up for that one <laughs> that one was just like straight uncalled for normally she goes up for things and she's like right I know I'm going to get injured here it's fine as long as I get the ball but that one she was just there innocent <laughs> <laughs> um... after that goal we pressed a little bit harder Roach. I mean, it was a bit late, but, yeah. you know. Well, I mean. But <laughs> Roach had a good shot from outside the box and rattled the ball. And it was such a tragic time because if that had been just an inch lower, it would have been another goal. And it's like, if that's no proof that she should be playing up front, I don't know what is. Because that was such a nice shot. Um... But obviously we did manage to get the consolation. Yeah. Goal. I mean, I don't know how much of a consolation it was considering the fact that it, it was kept final. our goal difference down by one. <laughs> by one, yes. 
that is absolutely phenomenal. Woo woo. Excuse me. They could go down to the wire in this relegation battle. That one goal might make a difference. I just need us to beat Donny. Yeah. That's all I care about. But um, no. Bethany um, got the consolation goal. She picked up. Well, we had a good run. Uh, faffed about with it on the wing, as we do. Uh, got it inside the box. Fell the way pretty nicely. And she just took the shot. And it just went from her side into the opposite bottom corner. Very nice goal. Uh, Van Veenendal didn't even go down for it. She didn't really need to, considering they still had a four-goal cushion. But... It was it was pretty nice. I mean, we we have a few uh, like pre-game comments, and you know, Carlin said Beth isn't performing to her full potential, and that mm-hmm. she needs more people to help her. But Carlin refuses to play Steph Roach up front with Beth Mead, so Carlin isn't really helping his case. No, like after the game they were like, was there anything we can do to sort this kind of thing out? And he was like, well, Beth isn't performing to her full potential. We kind of need some more players to be like getting forward and helping her. But why aren't you playing an international striker up front? It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, honestly, it hurts me because (laughs) Steph Roach is such a good striker like honestly yeah i if i could be any player on that pitch i wouldn't choose beth mead i'd choose seth roach because she's such a skilled player she is they just play her out of position mm-hmm. and it's so annoying i know but uh steph bannon in her post-game interview said the first 45 obviously were poor and we gave arsenal too much respect in her words and we just didn't press them enough so obviously they got the four goals in the first half. Uh, but she said she was still confident that the girls have got high enough morale and that they can go forward and try and get the first win. And it has to it has to be this weekend against Sony because yeah. we lose against Doncaster Bells. We're getting relegated and then it's just going to be awkward because I'm going to have to choose whether to go to Sunderland games or Durham games because they're going to be on at the same time and it's just so awkward. I know, we're going to have to stop working for Durham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, when came back home to play against Chelsea to be fair the Chelsea game like we didn't play as well as we could have but to be fair a lot of the Chelsea goals were unstoppable like yeah. they're just too good a team some of the some of, they had some good shots as well that Laws did get to and she made some phenomenal saves and it could have easily been anywhere up to like 10 nil in that game because they had so many good shots. They had a strange formation, but one that I don't really see as a problem because they were playing against Sunderland. They played 3-5-2 because they were just that confident going out and they were like, we're going to win this because they're thinking every game's win for them as well because they want to go for the title and they have to catch up to Man City. And... They weren't worried about us going forward because they could hold us with those five in midfield. I mean, they're going for the title, but they lost against London Bees in the Conti Cup. Alright, but who cares about the Conti Cup anyways? Nobody wants to go to Manchester City's ground again. I do, I'm going to go. Well, me too, but that's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Rafferty got the first two. Um, Yeah. 
The first one was an absolutely phenomenal goal. It was, it was unstoppable. So there was a cross. Like we lost the ball, yeah. which again Borges went into really a slide fun. tackle on Steph Roach. I was worried for our poor Irish sweethearts' legs because he just sat on the floor for a little bit and was like, "Well, what what do I do now?" Uh, but Borges got it to Carney, who whipped it in, and she, she I just hit it. it. It was an absolute peach of a goal, though, because I remember sitting there and I was like. We've just gone one nil down, but oh, she hit it with the outside of her foot and it just curled into the top you know corner. What and it was... Is, that was the hardest game for me being a Sunderland fan, but also a low key Chelsea fan because I'm like, yo, Sunderland just got beat 5 0, but Chelsea just won 5 0. And I love all of the players that scored, and it was beautiful. I'm also crying. Nah, but she scored that goal, and I was sitting there and I was like, we've just gone one nil down, but. I can't even hate Chelsea because that goal was so nice and I just want to cry because it was like goal of the year worthy. Yeah, it was was really nice. They scored that goal and then we went straight back on the attack and got forward. Beth had a shot, Lindahl kept it out. It was a lovely shot and if that had gone in it would have been a brilliant goal. Lindahl just got a hand through it and tipped it over the bar. But then Chelsea started going forward again. Uh, about five minutes before the end and Gemma Davison got a shot off Lawsy saved it, pushed it out Rafferty was there on that same side again just to tap in the rebound 2-0 down that easy and then Davison scored the next one within like two minutes of the last one Um, and that shot was pretty much identical to the one that Rafferty tapped in this one Lodzy just couldn't get to it and it buried into the corner I mean a lot of these games though are not games but goals were unstoppable yeah a lot of them they were really good shots it just shows that Chelsea have got just so much class the fact that they can bring on as a substitution international players shows how incredible their squad is and yeah, we beat them last year, 4-0, but then they came straight back and beat us 4-0. It's just, they're such a good team, and we were just on good morale and on a good break, and a lot of their players had just come back from internationals at the World Cup. We just had a lucky game. And yeah, now it um, shows that they're just incredible. Yeah. Um. I have something to moan about again. Okay. Right. So we made we did our usual tactic of making a sub at half time. Oh god. And we took Steph Roach off. Who was one of the best players yes, on the field? Indeed. Like, I'm not saying that she didn't have an injury or something because obviously I don't know anything behind the scenes. Yeah, especially, especially with her going down from that tackle from Boggy. It she could have been injured because it wasn't the way Borges plays isn't exactly the nicest. That slide tackle, when I watched it, I thought if she hadn't got the ball, it, it could have been, it could have easily been a foul. But uh, um, she could have been knocked. To be fair though, she looked fine going into half time. So I, I don't mean, know f- fine to... other than emotional and very upset. Um, yeah. Um, Physically, she looked fine. And then I think this was the game where a lot of people were like, is Carlton really the right manager to be doing this? 
you know, we'll not won a game this season. Our tactics don't make sense. Didn't bring anyone in in the summer transfer window. Which, to be fair, spoken like I know someone that's spoken to a uh, club manager, and she was saying we tried our hardest in the transfer window and stuff. And it's like, I get that, but you didn't get the players, and we needed them. Yeah. So, because obviously we had um. Uh, Joe and Jade, ex Burnham players, uh, they trained with us for a week during the transfer window and then went to Knott's instead and didn't sign with us. Which, I mean, isn't and surprising with the way that we're playing and how long Knott's have wanted them. Yeah, it's really it, isn't surpri- it isn't surprising though, but if from the if, like from the outside looking in, if that's who we were judging, like basing our whole transfer window around getting, it was a, it was a stupid idea. We should have got we should have had other players like we've called yeah. up uh, Potts Hills and Brown yes yes we have from development and it's like I didn't even realise we'd called them up until they were on the back of the programme yeah, also like, they don't have the names on the back of their shirts yet and the numbers are still wrong in the programme compared to what they're wearing on the field it's a bit of a exactly. mess really exactly and I just think that you know um, well we've got Chalk back our um media intern yeah. person so like it's actually improved in terms of media and stuff but still we weren't told anything in the transfer window and, no you know and Beth um, took a knock in the middle of the game came off she still had that knock in the game against Doncaster yeah um, and you know when Beth came off uh, Steph like Steph wasn't on at this point but like we didn't have Steph up front either at the start of the game either no. And when we subbed people off, do you care to say how many people we had on the field? Okay, right. When we had finished making all of our substitutions, we were playing the game with three right-backs on the field. Now, I don't know much about maths, but I'm sure the three right-backs doesn't really work out because there's only space for one of them, which was Abby Holmes. Abby Holmes played in right-back when she came on. This this is what I was saying earlier though that like we start we didn't start Abby Holmes she sort of dropped out of the lineup a bit and a game against Chelsea Abby Holmes and Stefan are the only two players where they're not scared to go in and slide tackle mm-hmm. or like at least what I've seen are the yeah. only two players that aren't scared to do that and we didn't start Abby Holmes and it's one of these games where you have to start her because yeah. she's the only one that's going to be able to get the ball. Yeah. Because, like you said, don't close them down. We went over mm-hmm. this in the last podcast. Abby Holmes closes them down all the time, straight on them, slide tackles. Nine times out of ten, gets the ball because she's really, really good at slide tackling. Yeah, she is. She's very good at slide tackling. And it's just, if they hadn't, they did have a lot of space on the wings, and having one of those wings closed down would have really helped us out. It's like, Brown started the match in right back and she is a phenomenal player to come through our development she is such a good defender and in some ways it makes sense that she's kind of stolen Abby Holmes' spot because she's more technical and not as dangerous at times but you need someone like Abby Holmes who isn't afraid to make those tackles that we need in a game like that to stop them getting such a large lead it's like the whole thing we were talking about before though where it's like we need to have a team where we're able to change tactics around for each game according to the team we're playing 
and we can't do that. We use the same tactics every game yeah. against teams that it's not going to work against. And mm. I'm sorry, but in a game against Chelsea, you need the players that are going to be able to slide tackle, not the players that are technical, because you can't outrun Chelsea. No, you can't you've got players like Gemma Davison on the pitch who is so good on the ball and she will get past anyone that steps in front of her. Exactly, you can't be technical to Chelsea, you can't outrun Chelsea. You have to have a player on the pitch that can... I'm sorry, that can take them down. I'm sorry, if it's a foul, okay, but you have to have a player yeah. that can get that ball, even if it means giving away a foul and not letting them through a yeah. hole. It's just... Chelsea, having players like Gemma Davison who are so technically minded and having players like Enya Luke, or even though she was on the bench but came on, who was so fast, you can't faff about trying to outplay them because they are going to outplay you whether you like it or not we're just not good enough we need someone who's just going to get the ball away from them and Abby Holmes is good at tackles and hoofing the ball away which is something we need Abby Holmes is slow yeah we've went over this she's slow but you have those um, centre backs that can get to a ball that Abby Holmes can't get to but if we had had Abby Holmes on that right wing, I guarantee we would have stopped at least three of those goals because she would have went in and actually tackled the player instead mm-hmm. of standing there and waiting for the player to run either yeah. way and then chase them down. Yeah. Because I... I'm sorry, we don't we don't go in for a tackle. We just stand there and watch it mm-hmm. while seeing which way they're going to go. And it's like, go in for the ball. I... Get it from their feet. Yeah, I think the ones, three of them came from the left wing, which was quite unfortunate. Um possibly couldn't have been stopped by Abby but the last two kind of came down the middle and Abby as much as she plays on the right wing if she sees something coming down the middle she'll say to either Hayley Sharp or Steph Bannon watch my wing for a moment I'm going to see if I can get this ball exactly and I'm not being funny or anything but Abby Holmes would have been in that box with the cross yeah and she might not have got it but you know she would have been in there even if she'd given away a penalty yeah. like she would have actually tried for the ball and yeah. she's standing there and watching like a bystander. And as, and as much as she's short and not as fast as some of the other players that we, we might be able to use, she would have been really closely marking Claire Rafferty on that side. She might not have had as many chances in the box as she did. Because Claire Rafferty coming down that right wing, she's fast and she slipped past defenders because she's a defender herself. She knows what she's doing. She just happened to be moved into midfield for that game. And it's like, if she's going to be that good, you need someone marking her who's going to stick with her. And Abby Holmes sticks with players. Yeah. I mean, she chases them even though she knows she's not going to get them. And that's just dedication. She goes, she takes the ball up. And then as soon as she sees someone else from their team on the ball, she runs at them. And even if she's not going to get it, she stays with them until she gets someone else in to help her. That, I was saying this the other day, though, that um, it's sort of unrelated to the games, but Tash Dowie's just been let go by um, Doncaster on a mutual agreement or something. Yeah. Obviously, she wasn't happy with her, but see if we had brought in her on a free transfer, shuffled her position around a bit, put Fernie in defence. She could get the headers. Yeah. But you, could play, you could play her as... Um, like you could play her as a defensive midfielder. She stays even, up, but she goes even back if we were going to play her in defence, you probably move Trev out of defence, put Sharp on the wing because Sharp is anywhere in defence, 
and stick Fernie in the middle. And she's so good in the middle of anywhere. I just think it's unfortunate because we've got all this skill and we have the ability to shuffle. And Carlton doesn't see that. He doesn't do anything with it. I know. And it's the, it the fact that we ended up with three right backs on the pitch and having Brooke Chaplin up front, even if it wasn't for very long, just doesn't make sense. It's like, you have Brooke Chaplin up front because Beth's come off of a knock. And I get that Steph Roach came off before that, but like in the Donny game, um, Steph Roach came on and um, Abby Joyce came off. And Abby Joyce and was the one Roach, playing up front as well. Yeah, Abby Joyce was the one playing up front. Steph Roach came on the pitch and she is a striker. And we moved a development player up front instead of moving Steph yeah. Roach up front. And it's like, it's, it's as if we didn't want to win the game. It's yeah. just as if we were, like, screwing ourselves over. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Donny, moving on to the Donny game, we lost 2-1 against them in the Condi Cup. Meanwhile, the Condi Cup gives us an advantage because, like you said, they'll be more fatigued in our two games against yeah. them. I mean, Doncaster, in that game, played a full lineup. We didn't, because we had... Four players dropped. We had um, Steph Bannon dropped to the bench, so that was like the first game our captain's missed in a while. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Laws dropped to the bench and made way for um, Helda Gunnelson. Um Steph Roach dropped to the bench, came on at um, half. Well, it was just after. Yeah, just after half time. time. Um, and Beth Mead was obviously out with a knock. Yeah. So we ha- we didn't have a full lineup, and we still managed to hold them to a two-one. And, and from, apparently, we yeah, were from, the better team. From what was said, we were the ones pressing harder and trying for them. We just weren't playing it well enough, and I mean, it doesn't really matter so much. Um, yeah, I just think that I kind of wanted us to lose the game. Like I'm disappointed. I kind of wanted us to lose the game because obviously it gives us the advantage, but at the same time. It's, we didn't try if that makes sense like we had opportunities to use the players we had on the field to win and we didn't even yeah. bother it's just quite disappointing but no um, well, we have our home game on the 9th so that's as of recording this podcast that's 5 days away Yeah. and we have to win it to avoid relegation if we don't win it we have to beat them away and hope for um, better goal difference and hope that they don't win any of their games this season. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not too unrealistic to hope that Doncaster don't win anything because she, they haven't been up to that standard. They tire really easily when you get to, like, the 70-minute mark. To be fair, though, they they played really well against yeah. Notts and they scored against Notts. Mm-hmm. We've not played Notts this season, so, like, I don't know if we will be able to score against them or whatever. I can't really compare. But if they played that way against, you know, against a team like, um, like again in their home game against Knots, I don't know if that was a home game. I don't think it was. So if they played that home game against Knots the way they played away against Knots, they're likely to win it. And then, mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? I think as well, as good as Redden have been, Redden might be one of the games that they go into really confident with, especially with them coming up with them. they know what they were like last year they're probably going to be able to neither team have made many changes I don't know what the scores were between them last year but they're going to know how each other works pretty well if if Donny can get that advantage where we only got two points out of they've got a pretty good chance 
Yeah, because we've obviously got three points and like Donny have still got none. But at the same time, we win against Donny and they win against us. That puts them to three and us to six. So if they even win one of the other games, it goes down to goal difference. Yeah, we we really have to say at this point, the Reading games were 100% missed points. We should have picked up the three points, at least at home. And now we have to kind of say, right, we have to beat Donny, preferably home and away. And if we don't, it goes to knots, really. I mean, I, I said at the start of the season, Birmingham were games there we could win. And I don't, like, after the sign-ins, after the sign of the PSG keeper and uh, Norwegian International. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a... Birmingham are a strong side. They've been a bit of a bit of a dark horse this season. They've really come through and shown why they're in this league, especially considering they were battling relegation last year. Yeah. Um, it's just disappointing because we. if you look at the season we've had so far, right, it's just kind of like we could have been way higher in the table mm-hmm. and we've just not done anything about yeah. it. Yeah. I think... We've had a tough start, but those two games against Reading definitely just m- really missed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I really have to say about the games that we've had so far. It's just, we have to beat Donny this weekend, have to hope that Donny maybe beat City and then get tired out right before our game mm-hmm. against them but like it's it's not going to happen because right. Donny aren't yeah. going to beat City didn't, but didn't City beat them 6-0 once this year already it was either 6-0 or 8-0 I can't remember it was, it was a high score line uh, and that's just going to give City even more confidence going into that game it's just a thought though like Donny have a new manager mm-hmm. Donny they brought played. back a, a player that a lot of fans really liked as well. Donny have only played like four games, four games yeah. this season, and we've played nine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's scary. I'm just. It's definitely just between. Like, it's, season yeah, it's definitely looking like it's going to be between us and them for going back down, and it's. It's really upsetting considering how well we did last season to get fourth was incredible and we showed in that first half of the season that we can beat the best and that we can do anything that the top teams are doing if we have the confidence and if the players are on form and it's just to be down at the bottom again when we could be back at the top and showing that we're a good team, making good we, signings. But, but we have the money to bring in players, and we have the yeah. facilities, and we have we have everything to bring in players, and we just don't do it because our management don't like. I don't want to come across as horrible or whatever, but our management just don't seem to care about the team yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be completely out of order saying that because obviously I have a lot of respect for the club and everyone that works with it but I feel like I just sit here and I, I think we could do this, we could do this you know you could bring in this player, whatever and I'm just sitting here and I'm like I feel like I could do a better yeah. job at running this team oh, and 
especially that comment where he was where Carlton said we should be playing with more people helping Beth Mead but refuses to change the four five one. I'm like, well, you've got the opportunity to change it and do something about it and get more goals and have Beth Mead not under so much pressure and help her boost this season that hasn't gone very well for her and you refuse to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking at the league table now. Doncaster have played four games. They've got zero points and they've got a minus 11 goal difference. We've played eight games, have a minus 16 goal difference and have three points. So we're just going to have to hope that, one, we beat Doncaster, their goal difference goes down with the four teams that they play, like, that make up that gap between us. Mm-hmm. And that, um, like, we've drawn three games. We're going to have to hope that either don't win one and don't draw at least three or you know what I mean yeah I'm going to have a look at who they are going to play just before we end this podcast yeah but um, I'm pretty sure they've definitely got to play both Arsenal games they've got to play City once and Chelsea once let me have a look right we've played City once haven't we yeah yeah because we're going to the City game yeah uh, we're going to get smashed apparently or the Great. way our season's going I think we'll be smashed I'm not going to lie yeah um, right let's have a look at this so Doncaster have got to play well before I go over this we've got to remember they've got a new manager coming into the swing of things and we've not but, yeah right Doncaster have got to play in the rest of their season they've got to play us We've got to win. Yeah. We've got to play Chelsea. Think Chelsea will win that. Got to play Birmingham at home. Think Birmingham will win that. Got to play Man City. They've got to play both Liverpool games. Mm-hmm. So I think the way Liverpool played against City, they're gonna gonna win. Yeah. Um, what concerns me the most is that they've got to play both Liverpool games. They've got to play a City game and an Arsenal game, and they've got to play a Chelsea game. So I reckon they're gonna lose all that. They've started the season with all the hard games. Yeah. And they've got to play Reading twice and us twice. Mm-hmm. We we lost four points against Reading. We can't... We need Reading to win that. We we and Honestly, I would hope that Reading can win that game, especially now with having Mary Earps as the full-time goalkeeper with Maloney going out on loan. I think with her being full-time now, finishing her uni degree and having all that time to train with the team properly... She should be able to impress the way that she did with Bristol. Yeah, and I think that um, they've got to play Notts County at home, but Notts County have obviously brought in Joe and Jade, so I'd hope that they could make an impact yeah. on the team against Donny. I feel like the signings are for other teams are really what's saving us, and that really, really upsets me because it's like we're not saving ourselves, we're relying on signings of other yeah. teams to save us. And I think that if we win the two games against Doncaster, if we win the two games against Doncaster, say we're safe. Nine I hope so, yeah. Um, because I mean, out of the list of teams they have to play, so they have. Um, the only thing that's really scary is the fact that they have to play not with uh, Telford being out with her injury, but we also have to play not, so it's not as bad. Yeah, I mean they've got eleven games to play, uh, and we have eight, so they've got a th- obviously. Well, no, we've got. I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've confused myself. No, according to this, they've got about 11 games to play. Um, yeah. I think. Something like that. 
Um, and twelve, I think. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. That'll be right. Yeah. That'll be twelve. Yeah. Um. So they've got twelve games to play, and obviously one of them's against Chelsea, so they probably won't win that. Mm-hmm. One of them's against Man City. They probably won't win that. They've got two games against Liverpool. I'd hope they won't win that. They've got a game against Arsenal. Probably won't win that. Got a game against Birmingham. Don't think they'll win that. Um. So that's six games out. They've, so they've got to rearrange an Arsenal game as well because one of them got postponed. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah. So. You know. I think the the games that they're going to pick up points for, the games realistically they're going to pick up points from are either two Sunderland ones, two Reading ones, and the Notts ones. So that's five games. That's the equivalent of fifteen points, right? If we beat them, that goes down to nine points. I think if we beat them in both games, I don't think they'll win the other three, and I'd see us staying up. Yeah. So it's a must-win thing. Yeah. I think. I mean, the way that that's the just, way that we have them in the cup. I should think that we'll be able to beat them. Yeah, because obviously, like we said, that that's our... We that was our weaker team. side, definitely. Yeah. I mean, obviously that stuff that I've just said, stuff off the top of my head, just looking at that um, that fixture list, but, you know, it is a worrying time. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think... We, what games have we got coming up? We have coming up. We have um, we have Doncaster and Birmingham, and then we've got Arsenal at home. So we'll probably update you on the Doncaster and Birmingham games, and then we'll do a podcast sometime in August about the Arsenal and Manchester games, which yeah. will both they'll be at both of them. So you know. Hopefully, we'll have a good result from the Doncaster game to bring you, and if not, we, we, we might never come back. We'll just be too busy <laughs> crying. It'll probably be a relegation podcast. Um, but no, I think that our girls have the strength to come back from it. I just think yeah. that, you know, it's going to be difficult. Apparently, that Fernie team talk at the end of the Doncaster game really got everybody going, ready for the next one. Yeah. So... We will be back sometime after the 17th when we play Birmingham and we will hopefully be able to say we're not going to get relegated, we can do this. Yeah, hopefully. But, okay, so thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye-bye.